product and purchase, those tired twins, born from foam of need, molded by want and greed, and the inequity of self that's ravaged so slowly our everywhere that dream is lost in nightmare. Cursed everything and entropy, wrapping with glittering hands the throat that, if allowed unpackaged air, would sing about happy few things, a lyric as ancient as heartstrings. What's there to say? Just look around. Hey everyone, welcome back to Solar Scene. This week we are going to be designing some products that don't need to exist, but we can imagine being invented in the name of sustainability or well-being. And your poem alludes to the forever evolving and more and more pressing nature of consumerism and advertising. And stuff. And stuff. And things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that today's episode, we're going to be kind of making light of it. Like you said, we're inventing products. It's kind of like a satirical episode. Probably our first ever one. So we're inventing products that we think are like silly extremes of this kind of genre, I suppose, or, or industry. Mm. So I thought in the poem, it'd be best if we went for something a little bit serious to open. Because it is still a serious issue, even though we're going to be making light of it on the podcast. And the mm -hmm. other thing I wanted to do with the poem, or just in general, uh, in the conversation was iterate kind of the idea that something is being lost because otherwise I think I think like conversations like this it can come across as kind of mean-spirited or like we're just being anti something like mm -hmm. anti this genre of product but really it's it's maybe a little bit of a stronger case and more appealing and just more enjoyable discussion if we are always talking in the same breath about the things that this type of consumerism has replaced for the worse, yeah. what we're thinking about. Certainly. So some of the products that inspired this episode for me okay. included the banana holder, <laughs> the banana cutter, the avocado right. cutter, those yeah. types of things that really don't need to exist, but do. Yeah. And some sustainability products that I was thinking of were like reusable paper towel, reusable straws. Okay strawless cups those types of things that are like if you think about it for more than one second mm. you're like this isn't solving the issue but it is making somebody a lot of money often food related what you mentioned it that. is yeah it's interesting yeah i think we each we each came up with five products and the theme is trying to be sustainable or oh, that's what it was in my mind or like jokingly sustainable mm -hmm. where you go to a gift store and there'll be like a bunch of products that are completely unnecessary to buy, but they're all printed with like environmental slogans. Mm -hmm. Maybe like a tote bag that says, save the earth. And it's like, the real question is, do you need another tote bag? Yeah. So that's kind of what we're, what we're trying to get at today. And before we start, let's plug the zine, buy the solar scene zines. We're currently in the process of making a new one. Our fourth zine which will is be exciting. out in a few weeks. Yeah. But for now we have the nature ones, the education ones, and the degrowth ones all available on the website in the description. Also, if you like the podcast, rate it, review it, subscribe share to it. Share it with a friend. Share it with a friend and just listen to it. Listen deeply. Yeah. Also, it's on YouTube <laughs> if you want to see us sweat, as we say. Yeah. And we've changed it up so we're both in the frame at once, which I kind of like because you can see us bantering a bit better <laughs> because obviously the, the chemistry is just raw between us. <laughs> So do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You can go first. Okay. 
I'm going to start, I'm going to kind of work up to my grand finale at the end. Okay. So my first one kind of already exists, but I imagine it's still in the solo scene. I pictured this still being someone trying to sell it <laughs> because it seems kind of innocuous, but I'm calling it the plant care kit because I remember a few summers ago at the hardware store, I was starting a greenhouse in my yard and every time right by the cash register, there were these tiny tools like a tiny rake and a tiny yes. okay. uh, shovel. So like a house plant or a potted plant. Yeah. So it would be, they'd sell these tiny tools in the name of taking care of your house plants. You don't need a tiny rake to take care of a house yeah. plant. I've never heard of that, but um, it's a great, a great pick. Yeah. But I also said maybe they'll include like a UV light. Like yeah. one of those ones that are like, it's a plant light. It's uh -huh. like if your apartment doesn't get light, maybe you just shouldn't grow plants in it. Like we have chosen for the most part not to. Yeah. And yeah, Probably I pictured that being sold. A popsicle stick where you can, and a marker where you can write yeah, the name of it on. Exactly. A, a kit is a great idea. I have a bundle also. And I think it's just because not, not one of those products is worth buying on their own. But if you mm -hmm. package them together, people shop and go, oh, that's a, that's a great stocking stuffer. Yeah, that's exactly. A great gift. I also did drawings for everything. So I'll show you the drawing of my kit. This is the plant here growing. Yep. If anyone's watching on YouTube, you can see it. Tiny scissors, tiny fork. Is that a salt shaker? Um, that's a trowel. Okay. And <laughs> some fertilizer. And yeah, just everything's tiny. Like you couldn't actually do anything with it. Yeah, so. it's, it's a lot like the Christmas crackers. Exactly. The Christmas cr crackers are pure like the genre that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Just in that, I mean, no offense, because in the moment, it's always weirdly exciting. Yeah. Yes, I got the cards. When do you see them for the next year? Mm -hmm. Or just ever? I remember the only useful thing in a Christmas cracker would be the tiny toolkit because... Whenever you'd have your glasses break, like sunglasses or real glasses, you'd be like, we don't actually have any tiny tools except for this one from the Christmas yeah. cracker. Just getting really excited about the miniature shoehorn. Mm -hmm. But it's also weird. It's kind, of, it's kind of an anomaly because those those gifts, at least in my home, they were never consciously thrown out either. They were just yeah. kind of lost or yeah. entrusted to the house. Mm -hmm. uh, put it away. Yeah, it's like in kids' books, there's always like mice living under people's houses and they yeah. have a little thing like community that they've built out of the scraps. I think mm -hmm. that's, that's probably just where they go, to the mouth community. Okay, I'll go with my first one, which is the least environmental. Okay. And also, I didn't think what you just mentioned that yours already existed. I didn't think to check if any of mine existed. That's they fine. probably do. I'm probably not that imaginative. But this is called the sandwich sleeve. So it doesn't okay. solve any environmental issue. It is a bib for your wrist. Is how it's kind of marketed. Okay. So basically... A bib for your... <laughs> right. Because I was thinking about in, you know, big sandwiches, sometimes they have like a sauce on them or tacos, ketchup. Tacos. Tacos, etc. So mm. this is a way that you can... You put it... Actually, I wrote down the instructions. You can use it at home, on the go, or take it to restaurants. Good. Um, you simply place the sandwich slash burger in the sleeve and chow down. Safe in the knowledge you won't be wearing mustard stains to your two o'clock. Because <laughs> I feel like that's how the, the ads usually are. Uh, Multi-purpose, obviously. Mm -hmm. You've got a date night. You've got funerals. You've got sneaking a PB&J at parent-teacher conferences. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I wrote it down. Um, and I think maybe a vague environmental tie-in could be that on the ad, they emphasize that it helps save money in the long run because... You're washing your clothes. You're not less. getting stains. You don't need stain remover. You're not losing any of the food. Exactly. To the floor. Exactly. Maybe mm -hmm. it also has a little catchment area 
for any crumbs. Yeah. Eat those afterwards. Um, and I was thinking that could also be a buy one, get one with the hot dog variant, otherwise known as the dog color. <laughs> oh, yeah. So this would be something that's kind of in a kitchen or grocery store, you know, in a supermarket where you're just going along the cereal aisle or the bread aisle in this case, and there's just these random plastic objects kind of hanging. That's what this is. Mm. I was trying to think of for my five, like, where each one would be bought, because I think that's also a key thing for materialism is kind of the, the places that we go. Yeah. How they pe- almost require things like this to fill the, mm-hmm. the, sh- the sheer like square footage. Yeah, we were talking last night about in the solo scene, I imagine if you're going to the store, you have a shopping list or you're saying, I'm going to go buy this thing. Yeah. And you're not going to go and be like, but wait, there's the sandwich sleeve. I should get that. Like exactly. that just won't be in That's people's exactly brains. That's exactly what this is. This is at the cash register. <laughs> yeah. That kind of thing. It was also inspired a little bit by my parents' kitchen and probably a lot of people's parents' kitchens when they were growing up was just there were there were at least one or two drawers full of tools in the loosest sense of the word that almost never got used mm-hmm. and were borderline just novelty items. So I think that's what this is. Yeah. Okay, for my next one, I don't have a drawing for this because this is inspired by the Emperor's New Clothes. Do you know that story? Yeah, of course. So in the story, for anyone who doesn't know, there's an emperor and he's really vain and his favorite thing to do is shopping, like me. I'll admit that. And these two rapscallions come to town and say, we make this fabric that only people who work hard and are clever can see. Yeah. And then they work and work and work on this empty loom. And then at the end, they present it to the king and it's just invisible. And then he wears it, but he thinks, well, I can't see it, but everyone else must be able to. Um, and then he just walks around town in a parade naked. So these things are called earthing augmenters. So you know what earthing <laughs> is as well. It's when you can kind of go out, spend time barefoot or spend time in nature, just trying to kind of soak it in through your pores. Yeah. And this product, I imagine being sold like the emperor's new clothes. And it's just like an empty package and you rip it open. And it's like, there's kind of nothing there, (laughs) but like, maybe it's just like a clear sheet mask kind of thing. And it's, you put it on your feet so you can go barefoot without actually having to go barefoot. Mm. And so I thought people would put them on and obviously that would detract from the experience of being barefoot, but there's like clear plastic bags or clear something that you put on your feet and they're maybe infused with certain essential oils to say, this will augment the experience. Like yeah. the tea tree will make you absorb the nitrogen or whatever. Like I it think, would be I think that's how it should like be that. marketed. Like uh, it's extra receptive to the Earth's life-giving mm-hmm. rays or something like that. Yes. Also, we should patent this before Paltrow comes for us. Yeah, we should. Like she's going to want this. She might. <laughs> <laughs> and another idea that I kind of had along this line was all-weather clothes or all-weather shoes. Something like that would be sold but the same company maybe. And it's like, well, these sneakers you can wear in all the weather, but it's like, ideally that should be all clothes and all yeah. shoes should be quite versatile. But I could see that being marketed in the name of sustainability. This was inspired by barefoot shoes, which I do think are a good product, but more the toe shoes vein, which actually aren't especially necessary. Do you remember my brief? Oh, I remember your brief. My brief stint with toe shoes. Mm-hmm. I was trying, but they were just too small for me. Yeah. So it's extra weird. Mm. 
So that's my earth augmenters. And maybe they could have variations for like hats or yeah, gloves I was thinking or hats, something like, like that. Yeah, thinking hats, like the tinfoil hats Yeah. That's a great idea. <laughs> uh, my next one is not so much a product, it's a membership. Because I feel oh. like memberships, sc- subscription services, those are kind of all the rage now. I think so. Often in the name of sustainability. Mm-hmm. So this is the GE Appliance Save the Earth membership, General Electric. Mm-hmm. And it's a, what would you say, a program that you sign up for when you buy your General Electric dishwasher, tumble dryer, clothes washer, washing machine, whatever. Um, and they're all internet connected mm-hmm. and they're all synced probably with an app because everybody loves apps. We don't, but companies think we do. <laughs> um, and the slogan is the more you use, the more you save. Okay. And it's the idea that I was inspired a little bit by water fountains. Sometimes they will have, they will keep a tally above and it'll be like mm. 1000 bottles of water saved by this fountain. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like that, but for washing machines and let's say tumble dryers where they talk about, because these are the high efficiency appliances, it will say like X amount of energy or even carbon saved by the use of this. Mm-hmm. So when you reach milestones, maybe you get discounts on future GE products. Yeah. And maybe you get like electronic badges and stuff like this. And I think the irony here obviously is that, let's say with a tumble dryer, you don't have to use it at all. So it's really the more you use. The more you use. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's the definition of like the hedonic treadmill. As soon as we think we're saving, we will tend to use it more and that will kind of outdo any efficiency, not cost efficiency progress that has been made on a electronic or on a system. Mm. I also had a kind of GE-esque thing. It's, what did I call it? I had a decent name for it. Oh, I guess it's not that decent. I called it the food preserver. So this was inspired by, I remember there was an era, early 2000s, when one of the TV infomercials, that's where this would be sold, on an infomercial or whatever the future version of that is. And it was for like a vacuum sealer. So you had, it kind of looked like a printer and you would put your food in it and then it would vacuum seal it in the name of preserving it. Oh, in a plastic bag. Yeah, but that's not what this is. Okay. Because this is going to be this one is controversial because perhaps it could be very good for the environment, but I think aesthetically and mentally it's not good. So it's not the beautiful, sustainable, tactile of the solo scene. It might be like sustainable, but it's not beautiful and it's not tactile. Okay. So the food preserver looks like this. Looks like a bingo card. Yeah. So it's like, it'd be like a fridge. You open it up, but every single item has its own drawer. Oh, okay. And then you can set it so there's little codes on each of them as you can see like in a grocery store uh yeah so you can set it and say i bought the milk on this date i want to drink it on this date preserve it till then and it would preserve every single item perfectly until you want to eat it but if you didn't it would like go bad instantly or something anyway the reason that i thought this was really bad Mm. is because i feel like the banana going moldy in our fruit bowl right now is pretty much the only vestige of a reminder that this is food like this grew on a tree was brought to you and you get to eat it so when it goes bad it's kind of like a reminder that this is natural and organic but if this food preserver fridge existed where everything was dialed in perfectly the avocado would be perfectly ripe on taco night 
you wouldn't really remember that this is an avocado. You'd be like, this is just yeah calories kind of thing. There's also with the banana rotten, or sometimes it'll happen with a, a crust of bread. It is it gives you a moment of self-reflection of uh, almost not self-loathing, but like you failed basically. Yeah. You didn't eat this. You didn't time this correctly. You bought too much. And I feel like that's a, a good sentiment generally to keep. Mm-hmm. This product reminds me a lot of something you we would see if we're watching one of those 1950s yeah, kitchen, that's what I was inspired by kitchen as well. of the future uh, videos mm-hmm. where everything interactive is kind of stripped away in the name of convenience. Yeah. Like everything's on a conveyor belt, cooked for you, all pre-portioned, or in this case, pre-preserved mm-hmm. and timed out like that perfectly. Yeah. So I thought that would be a... Because it is sustainable when you think about it. Like you're never going to be able to overshop because everything will be mm. perfectly timed. So what, what are those two reds? Uh, those are just kind of symbols to make it seem more digital. So there's like a, you're out of milk. So oh. there's like a no yeah. milk in the milk drawer. But I feel like a next level would be it recognizes you're out of milk. It buys it. Yeah. It's droned in and you never even see it mm-hmm. happen. Yeah. It could be like that. So it's kind of like refills itself in a way. Yeah. There's fridges now that have like an iPad on the front that you can like mm-hmm. interact with it like that to see what's on the inside without opening it. Yeah. That's in the name of sustainability so you don't lose the cold. The organism of the week for this week, it's the Swamp Pink. Showing an image now to everybody on YouTube, showing an image to you now. Swamp Pink. Yeah. The heart over the eye. I, tr- I was trying to make it like pink. Yeah. I was trying to draw it kind of, maybe that's sexist to me to say, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but here, I'll give this to you. You can describe, describe it maybe it. for the audience. Okay, this looks like something out of Horton Here's a Who. So the flower on this plant, it's a plant, Yes, yes. is a triangle that looks like it has some furry pink stuff well, around it's, it. It's, it's a bell-shaped, you know those bell-shaped flowers, okay. blossoms, and it yeah. has like, it almost looks hairy. Yeah. It's, it's that. Yeah, and then it has a long stalk and a lily pad-esque yes. base to it. Sure. With a few kind of points. Protruding leaves. Yeah. This is the swamp pink or Helonius buetta. It grows in eastern USA. It's a threatened species of plant, which is why I picked oh. it. Because you never really hear much about potential endangerment or extinction or threatening of plants. They're not especially anyway. charismatic, are they? They're not. Mm. And I think it's also because plants are generally quite easy to save, even if their habitats are being encroached upon. But this one is not so easy to save. The two big um, reasons that it is becoming threatened is because of habitat loss, because it needs very swampy regions very water saturated ground uh, but not water flooded so it's quite a specific niche that it needs and because of poaching because people like them so much because mm. they have such pretty flowers because they're perennials and people kind of take them and they don't realize that they're not easy to transplant for the reason i mentioned because they need a specific environment and also Apparently, the root clump, like the root system, is a lot bigger. It's like an iceberg mm-hmm. than you would realize. So they're often not really transplanted correctly. Yeah. And I just like the name. It's a fun, like, swamp pink. Apparently, sometimes it can just be one word. Swamp pink. Yeah, exactly like that. Uh, they grow up to three foot high. Hmm. They're technically herbs. But I was trying to read into whether they can actually be eaten or used for anything or medicine. And I don't think so. Okay. So yeah, save the wetlands. Yeah. That's the conclusion for that. There was, I think we've told the story on here before, but I'll quickly remind people because it kind of reminds me of this, the poaching. I remember, you know this, 
in my yard at home, there were these four or five trees that just looked alien. Like, they didn't look like any other tree I'd ever seen in Nova Scotia. And then I asked my grandmother where they came from because she had lived there before us. Oh, those she tall said, ones. Yeah. Yeah, I like those too. They kind of looked like willows, but they weren't willows. Like, they were... No, they were very narrow. Narrow. Yeah. But they kind of had droopy branches. And she said she took from a wetland, just kind of cut branches <laughs> off of these trees and took them. And she said she literally just stuck them in the ground. And now they're like 15 feet tall yeah. living in our yard. And it reminds me of this. Like, she just was like, yeah, they're pretty. So I pulled over and cut a few branches off 60 years ago. Or I wish his grandmother the accidental eco-terrorist. Yeah. <laughs> but then I was thinking about it when you were saying this. And our property technically was a wetland. So, like, maybe that's why they grew because it was pretty swampy. So that's kind of funny. So what's your next thing? Actually, I thought we could do Solacene Recommends. Do you have any ideas? Because oh. otherwise I'm, I have an idea and I don't think you're going to like it. So come up with something. What are you reading? I'm reading Lord of the Rings. Uh, there, was a, there was a poem in there that I liked. Okay. At the Tom Bombadil poem. Because he comes skipping through the forest as Merry and Pippin are being eaten by a tree. Of course. And he comes skipping through and he's singing and it's kind of nonsensical. And I thought it kind of tied in with this episode actually while I read it because I was like 50% of the words he was saying were just nonsense. But it's like sometimes you can have that balance of like he was literally coming to save someone's life. But he was still just like happy and kind of nonsensical about it. So I guess I'll recommend that poem. From page like 106 or something of the Fellowship of the Rings. Excellent. Very so soon. My next product is, I'll do the bundle. Okay. This is the Green Flyers bundle. So I, I love it when there's an oxymoron kind of in the name. Mm-hmm. This is for if you're at an airport, because I was trying to think about these meccas of just, let's use a trendy word, liminal. Liminal uh, shopping spaces. That's yeah. I think what an airport is is a prime example of that. Where it's just an awkward, no one's buying, everything's expensive, everything's kind of weird, yeah. but also everyone's shopping at the same time. So this is exactly that. It obviously includes a travel pillow, mm. which I think is just a prime like... Maybe it's made of bamboo or something. I have it written down as a bamboo yeah. travel pillow. I also thought about the eco-anxiety fidget spinner. So it doubles as... Um, what did I write down? A turbulence tool. So this is if you're on the mm. plane and you're getting a little bit nervous either about the impending doom of the plane wiggling through the air or the impending doom of climate change. Yeah. This is just a, a little tool into which you can throw all your mm. anxious Maybe you know, it sequesters energy. carbon, like those pencils that sequester carbon. Sure. It's like you're actually sequestering an ounce of carbon. So yeah. No worries. Um, green gummies. Mm-hmm. So these are like chewable because something about your ears when you're flying but they are all natural Made even of... though they're, they're in plastic or something yeah <laughs> um a reusable handkerchief of course because mm. when you're on the flight you you know and um a reusable water bottle of course and then i was thinking like small pouches of all natural toothpaste soap mm-hmm. deodorant that kind of thing but they're all just in but plastic, they're all in plastic of course. or a biodegradable plastic yeah. maybe that's an air quotes for anyone listening but I was thinking for the water bottles, this is a little bit directed at you because a few months ago, I lost my water bottle and I was like, I need another one. And I was shopping and I wanted something that was quote unquote environmental. 
Mm-hmm. But I just thought, why buy one at all? That's, you know, like why add to the, mm-hmm. why add to the number of products? Yeah. So I just waited until we had a glass one and I used that for a while. And then, <laughs> and then I found one. So I just used that. Yeah. You washed it out and used it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's the sustainable one way. Slash stole one. You didn't really no, steal no, no, it. No, you found it. Yeah. I said it was directed to you because then you bought me one for... For Christmas. Christmas, which I am yet to drink out of. Funny, fun fact. Because I use it every day. <laughs> it's over there. Yeah. And I... Shout out. Shout out to you, Ikea <laughs> water <laughs> bottle. Um, but yeah, it's a good it's a good one. And it's... We only own a couple, so like... Well, now we, because of I think of we pure, have more water bottles than we, we need. need. Yeah. But we didn't buy most of them, is what I'm saying. No, that's true. We just scavenged them. <laughs> <laughs> One of them's older than the hills. Would you buy the Green Flyers bundle? No. Okay. I don't really tend to buy things like that. But that aimless airport shopping, you know what I'm talking yeah, about, Yeah, I know. Right? We, well, we were in an airport, re- not recently, a few months ago, yeah. and we were mooching around. It's like, always mooching. That's always yeah, a word. For a couple hours, we were like, oh, the M&Ms are $8 for a kilogram. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm not going <laughs> to buy this. But it's, it's free M&Ms. You just remark on everything. Yeah. Yeah. because there's nothing else to do there. Really. It's true. Unless there's like a video game set up, then you can sure. kick some kids off and yeah. play. So my next thing, I have another bundle package because this really is the crux of this issue is these packages of <laughs> mu- like useless things. So I'll show it to you the image. Maybe guess what it is. Okay, I see a candle, a mug, a pen, piece of paper. This is a study study package is what I'm guessing. It's called the slow living gift package okay. or the mindfulness package. All right. What is that? A tea bag or a charger? It's a tea bag. Oh, okay. Um, I was thinking, this, let me just uh, hijack your, your section for a little bit. No worries. Sometimes on YouTube videos for like study ASMR eight hour videos, mm-hmm. there is a copy and pasted um, list in the comments. I always like reading the comments on these liminal videos. Yeah. I keep using that word. Um, and it'll be like, it's it's always in this kind of weird patronizing tone because I'm assuming that most people using uh, such a video are at least like 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. But I find YouTube videos kind of phrase things as if they're speaking to very young children sometimes, which is odd. Or maybe they are. I don't know. Maybe I'm just the weird old guy lingering around. But it's like a, a study checklist of things that you need to have on you. Mm-hmm. It's like, remember, take a sip of water every 15 minutes or like you'll need your phone charger, headphones, drinks. You know what I'm talking about? Have you ever seen this? I don't go to the comments, uh, but I know I'm what you mean. To consensus uh, mm-hmm. discourse, yeah, it's where we differ. But the mindfulness package is just obviously all tiny things again. But it's like a <laughs> tea light candle that will burn for twenty five minutes. Okay, and a pen, a notebook, maybe a little tiny book of like positive affirmations. That's the smiley book that I drew on <laughs> yeah. there. A mug and right. one tea bag, and. It's obviously you gift it to someone who you know loves mindfulness. So they'll really put these to good use. And I'll kind of touch on each of the items. Okay. I feel like a teacher right now. I don't know why. Again, it's very paltry. Like it's very good. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like we always gift people mugs or as you were saying, water bottles. Because it's like they love coffee. They love mm. the environment. They'll put this to good use. But it's like you need one mug in your life. Because you can always wash it out. How many mugs do you have, Alicia? I have three or four. Mm. But one of them was a gift. Two of them were a gift. The only one that I brought with me was a glass clear mug. Okay. 
And anyway, but they're a common gift. And you do, like, they do get put to use to an extent when you have guests over. But people will always gift you a mug with, like, a funny saying on it. And it's like, thanks. But then it just kind of goes away. And it's never really used. Unless you're like us. And we only have, like, a few of any. Anyway. What funny saying <laughs> mug would you gift me? Kiss the cook. Just something that's not supposed to go on a mug would be really funny, actually. Yeah. This kit. <laughs> because it's like, okay, they're not, like, terrible one-off. Like, if this was the only gift you ever received, you'd probably, like, use the pen, you'd use the notebook, whatever. But it's, like, because people always give them. And it's, like, it's not actually going to promote mindfulness. Like, the pen will just be used for studying, and the notebook will just be used for, like, grocery lists, for the most part. Anyway, I just felt like this was a very... It'd be marketed very sustainably. I could see it. And under this category, I also had the idea of the mindfulness camera. <laughs> so I kind of like this one better than this kit. But the mindfulness camera is like a disposable camera. But it's like really minimal. So maybe it's black and white, like a drawing of a camera on the yep. box. And the idea is that you take pictures of the small moments <laughs> and then maybe you like you get them developed and then you yeah. put them all into a photo album. Right. And I just felt like that was a very, it'd be marketed very sustainably and mindfully. Mm. It'd be like it's printed on soy paper or whatever. And, but in the end of the day, photo development isn't great for the planet. And if these got really big, which I could see them getting big, yeah. it'd be like, well, it's not that great. Or people would just buy them and then never develop the photos the whole thing. I hate that idea for how much I could see it becoming a thing. Yeah. Because we were learning about that social media app that's like intended to promote mindfulness, which again mm -hmm. is like an oxymoron. So yeah. I think this is a, this is a similar thing. Mm -hmm. So I have two left. I'll go for my infomercial product. Okay. Which because mainly again it, it came from the idea of the location. It's being sold first, and then mm -hmm. the product came second. So the location is that store in the mall. That infomercial the store. The seen on TV store. As seen on TV. Yeah. Which I feel like you can't be excited about going in until you have two children. Mm -hmm. So this product is called the zero waste rubbish bin or the zero waste garbage can. Okay. Because again, I just think that's a hilarious term. And it's intended obviously to, to um, combat litter as well as to try and decrease the waste that is accidentally thrown into the wrong bins. Mm -hmm. So this is a portable trash can that you oh. carry on your belt like a holster or like people have those phone uh, holders <laughs> <laughs> and um the idea is when you have like waste on you a lot of people will just throw it away or throw it into the first garbage can they reach if they're mm -hmm. in a public place without any care for whether it's the proper receptacle so let's say what did, what did i write down no more carrying old banana peels in your pockets so you just put it in this place, close the lid, and then when you reach the compost, empty it. Or like mm. very small waste, like um, like straw wrappers. Sometimes people will just flick it away. Gum. Gum wrappers, little pieces of paper, receipts. Mm. Just throw it in here. So Then you, you sort it when you get to it. Exactly. Like okay. in the video, uh, because it's an infomercial product, like they mm. show it doing all sorts of things. And one I thought was like, it could be kind of a kitchen helper. So if you have, let's say, <laughs> grease or like fat that you don't want to, yeah. you don't know what to do with, so what are you going to do? You just pour it into this thing. Yeah. Because it's made of a thick, solid plastic. Yeah. Could you, I could see this one being. 
I can see it's it being a little thing bit as too well. It really reminds me of all those things that are marketed for cars, like yeah, car a things. car garbage can yeah. or a car tissue box. Car accessories are, are or, very good. Because they're all just, you could just buy the normal version. Yeah. Like you just buy a box of tissues, but it's like, well, this one fits between the seats mm. or this one you can put over the back of the seat. And I feel like that's kind of, it would really go over well with the car people. Yeah. So my final thing is an app. An application for a a phone or a mobile device. We get it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for a phone or a smartphone. Yes. Well, we were watching X Files last night, and he said you can ring me on the landline or the cellular. Yeah. And I I liked that the cellular. I might start calling it that. So <laughs> this is the application. Do you want to guess from the image what it does? Um, food related again, perhaps microplastics in fish good okay i will explain because that's a good guess that is what this image is depicting so it's an ar app that either shows you a mock-up of all the ugly stuff in food or clothes so it's like you take a picture of your plate or you take a picture of your outfit or a product you're about to buy yeah and it augments the reality like those snapchat filters so you can see in the picture the Fish now has a, a sad face. Yeah. And it's like an x-ray of his stomach with all the microplastics right. in okay. it. But it could also, like, you take a picture of this this cute blouse that you're about to buy at H&M. And then it mocks it up and there's just a sad child holding it. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the child who was forced to sew it? Yeah. Okay. I, I know it's not funny, but it's just because you can picture yeah. this existing. And then people are like, oh, darn but then they would buy right. it anyway so that's kind of the <laughs> that sounds like a grotesque app but again i could see it like the snapchat uh true cost filter the true cost filter. true cost app and i think yeah like it would just be a novelty like maybe it would trend mm. for like two weeks and it would like there'd be a lot of news stories about it being like oh people have stopped buying because you can really see how it is but at the end of the day, it would just be a trend. I don't think it would actually change. See all the pesticides the and produce, see all the preservatives yeah. and cereal and that kind of thing. Okay. Exactly. So it shows you like a really ugly, but it's also like cartoon. Right. People will be, it'll be cutesy. Like people will be yeah, sharing it. Exactly. Like, oh, look at my, look at my vegetables tonight. Yeah. Like, oh, they're all so sad because they've been engorged with yeah. growth hormones. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of how I pictured it just being like, because it wouldn't be a, a realistic image. It would just be like a cartoon version of like the terrible things that go into a lot of the products. Mm. And yeah, you take a picture with your phone or you like just scan it. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, everyone, look at this. I could see like the New York Times doing a feature of it. Exactly. That's um, how I pictured a BuzzFeed it's, article. It's called like True Cost App. And then, in, and then a colon and it says the memoji of mm -hmm. the environmental movement. Yes. So that's how I pictured it being... And it's like, at the end of the day, it isn't like an, a net bad or anything, but no. I think it would, kind of like with all my products, like it's not it's just the worst thing. It's just and kind of Black Mirror-esque. Yeah. And you can really see it existing. If it doesn't already, that one feels like it might already exist. Okay. My final one, if I may say so myself, is a doozy. Okay. This is, he's called Eco Nico, and it's the pro-environment Furby. Okay. And the tagline is what every young activist wants for Christmas this year. Mm -hmm. And it's a little doll or, you know, like a Furby mm -hmm. stuffed toy. It can walk, it can talk. And when you squeeze its foot, I was going to draw it, but you said that you're drawing, you did drawings and I didn't want to be upstage because 
Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have drawn this very well, but just picture a Furby, basically. Yeah. Maybe a little bit bigger, with limbs that you can kind of uh, manipulate. manipulate. And you squeeze its foot, and it will give you a statistic about emissions or biodiversity loss or waste mm-hmm. or something like that. <laughs> that part was inspired by, I had toys. I had a Phineas, Furb, and Perry. Mm-hmm. Actually, you said that you had these as well. I did as well, yes. Where on the Perry, if you squeezed its paw, it would just make that little Perry the Platypus sound. Ferb, he would just do his little English noises mm-hmm. uh, or sentences. And Phineas would say, I think he said, I know what we're going to do today. Yeah. And maybe he said other things as well. But that's what this would do. And maybe it could even be updated. Like maybe it has a USB thing on its tail that you can like sync up with new statistics. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. And um, I also thought there could be like a ripoff by a, a kind of company following in its wake called the Green Bean. Which okay. is just like, if you can't afford Eco Nico, you get the Green Bean. <laughs> like that <laughs> it comes with there's a lot of different accessories kind of like a builder bear store actually mm-hmm. we should have we should have talked about builder bear a little bit today because that is something i was into builder bear for a while mm. that when you just think about those stores it's just an outrageous uh grift on the children but this is kind of like that so it comes with a dry erase sign that you can buy a very mm-hmm. small dry erase sign that it can kind of slot into its hands and hold up above its head. Yeah. <laughs> and you can write whatever protest message you want. Mm-hmm. And it will hold it and walk in circles with it. Yeah. And on the ad, it emphasizes, the commercial emphasizes strength in numbers for mm-hmm. such protests. So it's really all about organizing all your friends who also have Econicos. Because what's a protest with one person? You need a bunch of them. So mm-hmm. they can all get the signs up and they can all like march. Yeah. You can picture it like in... The Gremlins movie when they're all... Gremlins, yeah. But then the people are amongst them. I can see it. I could just see it like on the commercial. For some reason, it's usually young girls to whom uh, like are featured in these commercials. Like mm-hmm. like them putting the little sign on the thing. Maybe yeah. they're like, standing in front of a flag. It's like all the Barbies that they're coming out with yeah. that are like, this one's a nurse, this one's a climate exactly, activist. Yeah. It's like that, but with Furbies. Um, fun fact, yesterday I was at a thrift fair... And there was a giant Furby. Mm. Like, it was stuffed. And I just was like, this is terrifying. I love how scary all of the old toys are. Like that anything, that old. I know. But anything made, I feel like, before 2005 is, like, terrifying. It's not so uncanny. But then anything new, it's so plastic that it's, like, it's not really scary. So basically, the sweet spot is when you were a kid. Hmm. Sounds a little bit... Maybe. Biased. Yeah. Nostalgia goggles. You could say. Rose tinted. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure it wasn't scary to the kids, but when you see them all it's probably also because they're like thirty years old. They're all just like sitting on the shelf. So so creepy. You have to walk through the kids section to get to like the furniture at this fair that I went to and I was like, mm. Would you buy any of these ten products that we listed today? Which one mm. would you be most tempted to buy? Let me put it like that. Well, I was saying I did always want to buy those tiny yeah. tools. Yeah. I don't think I would actually buy them, though, because I know they would never, ever go to use. Um, I could see you trying out that true cost app of a morbid curiosity. Yeah, I could see it. That or the food preserver, because it maybe would be, as I said, like maybe it would be well, really well, useful. So is the true cost. Like that's It's technically that yeah. is a sustainable mm-hmm. boon. Yeah. What about you? No. No, not none even, of the not above. Tempted. Yeah, you're more likely to go to the. But I hope that we, I hope that we did a good job. 
I hope so. I hope it was entertaining because (laughs) that's kind of what it is. Or maybe makes you think twice before you buy something. These episodes in between semesters, they're a little bit looser, Mm. I think, because we're, I would say they don't require that much research because we're working on preparing the next semester, working on the zine, that kind of thing. But Mm -hmm. we're still putting out content. Well, we like showing up consistently. Yeah. Building community. People seem to like the episode last week. I've heard a lot of feedback randomly. We should apologize for the episode last week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Aaron's mic was turned down all the way. Yeah, so we had to try and salvage it in the edits and... Didn't do super well. well. It was annoying because it was kind of a fun conversation. Yeah. Hopefully people still listen to it as much as they could take anyway. Yeah. So thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you next week with a special episode. I don't want to speak of things before they are finished but let me say be here or be square